how smoking can save your life. So it's 1940. My great-grandfather, Andries Heinrich Willempina, joined the South African Air Force. He was trained to be a radio operator and an air gunner in Port Alfred, Cape Town. His squadron's primary role was anti-submarine patrols, convoy escorts, and the odd attack on Axis coastal facilities in the Mediterranean area. South Africa was one of the first countries to declare war on Germany after the UK, but was underprepared. Due to the error, only white South Africans were allowed to sign up, many of whom were the Afrikaners and didn't sign up because of the events of the Bitter Boer War. My great-grandfather, a child of eight, was only 19 when he signed up. His family didn't approve of his decision as the parents were held in concentration camps during the Boer War. This story begins with a submarine hunt one night in June 1944. As my great-grandfather's flight in PVI Ventura aircraft took off, they flew into a terrible storm, which damaged the aircraft's instruments. They were lost, flying around in circles over Turkey. Suddenly, they ran out of fuel, unable to return back to base or land on nearby ground because of the looming mountain range. They had no other option but to bail out. Unfortunately, they had a guest, a news reporter from the Star on board, who had no parachute. So the two lightest of the crew were strapped together to share a parachute. One of the crew members decided to open up the hatch, but it had been frozen shut by the icy weather. He shoulder-charged it, and it flew open as he hit it, and he went flying without his parachute. Luckily, he landed in a river, without so much as a broken bone. One by one, they jumped out. Just as my great-grandfather was about to jump, the captain got up and his parachute opened and hooked on the controls. My great-grandfather helped him get loose while fetching his packet of lucky strikes. The captain jumped first, then lastly my great-grandfather. After a rough journey down, my great-grandfather landed in a high tree and was knocked unconscious. With the storm raging around him, the wind bashed him against a branch, crushing not only one, but three vertebrae in his back. It is now early morning. A party of Turks that camped under the tree saw him and cut him loose. They noticed the red volunteer tabs on his tunic and thought he was a Russian soldier. The Turkish hated the Russians, so they wanted to slit his throat. But before so, they granted him a condemned man's last wish. He signalled, as they could not understand him, that he would like a smoke and showed them where he kept his cigarettes, a pack of his lucky strikes. When the Turks saw them, they asked, Americano? He said no English. The Turks put him on a stretcher and took him back to Istanbul to get medical care. He spent the rest of the war plastered from knees till his neck, developing all kinds of bed sores. His aircraft was the last aircraft lost on an operational sortie before the end of the war. Even though I never got to meet my great-grandfather, my grand said that he would never talk about the war, except for the funny stories of the squadron's alcoholic vervid monkey that went everywhere with them, except on sorties. My great-grandfather passed away in the early 90s 
and smote his lucky strikes right till the end.